Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You know, we could have lots of theological discussion off the air. Maybe we should turn on the microphones every once in a while so we can have good discussion on the air. Talking about how, <laughs> you know, we, we just uh, celebrated the Nativity of our Lord mm-hmm. and now the Epiphany and leading into Lent and Holy Week and all of these uh, really emphasizing the... The incarnation yeah. of our Lord, and what does that mean that Jesus came in the flesh? All, um, all really, just good stuff. And uh, so we're, we're, I guess we're in that that half of the church year, that season of the church year. That's all about Jesus, right? Well, I guess I mean, it's, it's all about Jesus the whole year, but <laughs> emphasis on the incarnation. And what does that mean? Um, the Reverend Derek Walter is chaplain at Lutheran Home in Harwood Place in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Also author of an article in the February issue of the Lutheran Witness, More Than Nicety. Chaplain Walter, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. What is, when you try to explain to people um, what you do as a chaplain, um, and they probably have some preconceived notions of mm-hmm. what a chaplain does, especially in your setting, in a, in a care setting, um, what's the, the, the common perception of your work as a chaplain from people who maybe just haven't gotten to know you and know what you do? What's that common preconceived notion or perception of your work? Well, one of the first questions I get is, is that full-time? <laughs> <laughs> Because people think of uh, the chaplain, uh, the chaplaincy as being a Sunday morning thing, or when somebody has passed and you come and have a prayer with the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's obviously a lot more than that because it is full time. <laughs> in fact, it's full time plus. But um, you know, because it's not in a parish setting or in a overseas ministry setting, um, you know, the, the the work of the chaplaincy isn't uh, as well known and understood um, as some of the other uh, callings that we have in the Synod. So when I tell people what it is that I do and start getting into the, into the depths of working with the residents and working with the families and working with the staff and helping with the transition between levels of care, and um, they're really kind of amazed at, at how much training we have in, to even do this work. Yeah, it's... I'm- it's it's a it's an interesting uh, uh, um, vocation to be to have that pastoral background, but also but but to not be in a church, and I think that that can be confusing for for people who maybe haven't seen uh, seen your vocation in in action. It's it's this um, this thing that that we're just not really that familiar with. Right. I think I like to describe it as being Jesus at the well. That's that's usually mm-hmm. what I tell people when I try to describe my work. Um, you know, there's times when Jesus is in the in the synagogue and he's teaching and he's proclaiming to people that have come to hear the word and they have a similar background and they have a similar faith and they're there to grow together and be in the presence of God. And that's, that's wonderful. I did parish ministry in two different times in my life. Um, chaplaincy is like Jesus at the well. You don't know who's going to come by. You don't know the background of the person you're going to be encountering. Uh, you don't necessarily um, have the preparation for the need that's going to be presented, but you're there at that moment and you have the opportunity to present Christ and present the gospel and, you know, affect somebody in their spiritual walk. Yeah, all of these uh, situations that you don't know what's going to happen. Um, what what has been the most eye-opening thing for you in, in your vocation as a chaplain? Well, I would have to say how many people um, that I encounter that have experienced spiritual injury and mm-hmm. as a result of that have not um, participated or appreciated the church or the gospel because of something traumatic that's happened um in their spiritual life in the past. 
and their uh, their ability to to keep that anger or keep that separation now is diminished because of their um, decline in health. And you know the the anger at first that sometimes I receive when I walk into the room and introduce myself. But we can get past that, you know, um, because people are dealing with hurt. They're dealing with um, with uh, something that's happened in the past, and they oftentimes they just want to be heard that this, that this happened to them. And, you know, it affected them and it, and it traumatized them. And then we can come in and, and, and have the conversation and build the relationship once they get past that hurt and anger. We were talking about the, the incarnation mm-hmm. at, at the beginning of the segment and the, the fact that Jesus came in the flesh, not just to be nice, <laughs> um, but to, to bring mercy. What does that mean for you in your vocation, Chaplain? Well, you know... Um, it, at this point in, in somebody's life, when they've come into our facility, um, you know, time is not it, their greatest uh, asset. And if if we're going to be dealing with spiritual injury and if we're going to be dealing with um, spiritual issues, we have to really get it onto the table. And, you know, sit back and, and just, you know, be nice and, and talk about the day and, you know, have kind of a, a general prayer. It's that's not that's not going to benefit them or their family. Uh, we we need to address what what's what the issue is. What the if it's separation from God, if it's anger, if it's fear, um, if it's guilt because of past actions. We got to get it on the table. And you know sometimes you just have to ask the, the question, um, like you know like Doctor Phil does. You know how's that working for you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, how's all that anger working for you? You know, what can we do to get past that anger? You know, let, let's let's address it rather than just kind of walk around it. And, you know, sometimes um, I've had staff members kind of look at me when they're in the room doing doing cares or, or cleaning the room or whatever, and I'll say something to the resident or family member, and, you know, the person will kind of look at me like, I wasn't expecting you to say that. <laughs> but it's all part of, you know, being able to present the gospel and getting somebody ready to hear the gospel. And um, sometimes challenging them as to what they've held on to for so long now that they're facing uh, end of life. Maybe we need to face it in a different way. Maybe we need to address it in a different way. Yeah, addressing addressing the, the sweetness of the gospel. Um, and it's, it's, it doesn't... Uh, how am I going to say this theologically correctly? <laughs> you you uh, you have to have the law first before the gospel right. uh, really makes its impact. So there is some some maybe uncomfortable uncomfortable moments with people to, to have them maybe understand what's happening. It can be. You know, our, our residents, as I said in the article, run the whole uh, gamut of experience. Some of them are lifelong Christians, of course. Some of them are dealing with hurt and haven't been active in the church. And some truly don't understand or don't, or don't know Christ. And, you know, it, it takes a, you have to assess the situation. You have to try to figure out the best way to approach it. And sometimes, you know, you have to start with the background of the law and say, you know, what is it exactly that, that we're looking at here? And here is something then that we can, that we can use to overcome this. Um, so it's, it's very much a law gospel incarnational type of ministry because if, if I don't come into the room presenting Christ and the reality of the, of the presence of God in Christ, then whatever I say in that room is not going to be effective. It's not ministry. That's, that's being nice, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but it's not ministry. And it took me a while to to come to that realization. Yeah, how did you? Hmm. 
did you wrestle with that? You know, you, you understand that this is part of your vocation, but did it take a while to wrestle with that? Especially, I could imagine, like, culturally, how many mm. challenges that mm-hmm. presents for us, too. Well, you know, part of our training for chaplaincy is, is a process called CPE, Clinical Pastoral Education. And most places require that you have four units. A unit is 13 weeks. And um, so it's, it's quite a, uh, an in-depth process. And in clinical pastoral education, you learn how to do the assessment and you learn how to um, approach from different cultures and different backgrounds um, because CPE is, is not a synod program. It's, it's, it's a national organization um, that, that anybody can participate in. And they, uh, they really get, help you get to the point where you can um, assess and, and, and carry out the ministry that, that you have uh, in the best possible way. And, it, you know, it's um, the, the way that I – the best way to describe that uh, I came to the realization was uh, I started work at, in the chaplaincy in the VA hospital down in St. Louis. And there was a situation where uh, a daughter was in her father's room and, and asked me to come to the room. And I, you know, I came in and I had the portals of prayer and I was doing the, the general prayer and just talking about his background. And finally she looked at me and she said, my father is about to die and he needs to know Christ. Hmm. And I went, you're right. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to be nice to this guy. I'm here to introduce Christ. And I'm the, you know, I'm the one that was called. I'm the resource. The Reverend Derek Walter Chaplin, Lutheran home in Harwood Place in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, and author of the article More Than a Nicety in the February issue of The Lutheran Witness. Check it out. A good story there uh, about mm-hmm. what that means to be a chaplain in that setting and bringing that, that news of Christ. Thank you so much, Chaplain, for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Well, thank you very much. I had a great time. Wow. It's Monday. We have uh, a whole lot more coffee or a whole, or lot, of a whole lot more good stuff <laughs> lined up for you this week. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime. Time anywhere.